Dan, what do you know about Asian carp? When I hear Asian carp, I think of the Mississippi River, and like you'd never want to fish in the Mississippi River, or if you did, you wouldn't want to eat the fish, just because it's kind of a dirty river, at least down by the cities. And what comes to mind for me is sort of like this image of these big, dirty carp. Yeah, I also grew up thinking it was a dirty fish because I also grew up near the Mississippi River and also near the Illinois River, which is one of the hearts of the carp problem. Um, And we were always hearing how gross and disgusting these fish were. Um, It was even to the point where there was a song we would sing about just how gross carp are. Okay, we need to hear this song, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, the song goes... A carp is a fish that will eat anything just as long as that thing is edible. It will even eat things such as dirt, mud, and trash, and it thinks that these things taste incredible. Um, and then it keeps going. Yeah, is there a chorus or something? Um, it just goes, there's a carp in the tub, there's a carp in the tub, there's a carp in the tub. And everybody's dirty, there's a carp in the tub, there's a carp in the tub, so nobody's taking a bath. Fun as a kid. That is incredible. But who who would want to eat carp with that in mind? Like all of that. Exactly. That's why the Illinois Department of Natural Resources and the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative have been working since 2020 to come up with a new name. And they recently launched a whole campaign promoting it. Bum. Bum. I'm Dan Wanshura. And I'm Morgan Springer. And this is Points North, a show about the land, water, and inhabitants of the Upper Great Lakes. With us today is independent producer Maya Reeder. So, Maya, where does the story start? So, it's pretty hard to tell the story of Asian carp in Illinois without Dirk Fusick. Dirk's been involved with marketing the fish since around 2010, and he owns Dirk's Fish, which is a little shop on the north side of Chicago, tucked in a strip mall near the highway. Hey, what's up? How are you today, John? What's going on? Doing well. Can I get you octopus taco? No. What do you mean, no? <laughs> no. Don't even try it. <laughs> uh, how, about a, how about a regular taco? That's Dirk talking with one of his regulars, a local postman who always makes sure to stop by on his route. The shop is pretty unassuming from the outside, but when you walk in, it feels like you're inside someone's decked-out fishing cabin up north. It's cozy, bustling with activity, and packed full of anything you could want when you think of fish. In the fridges, we have at least five different kinds of fish roe, tuna chili, conch chowder, bisque, whole tank of very friendly looking lobsters and of course Asian carp. He usually sells it as carp bolognese for spaghetti or carp patties for burgers or tacos. Every Saturday year-round Dirk hauls his grill into the parking lot and grills up free samples usually including carp as an incentive to get people to try the fish because like I said people think carp is gross. But the thing is this is based on European carp which is the original carp that came to the area and gave the fish its bad reputation. Dirk explained to me that Asian carp is different. People kind of frown on the word carp because they think of the bottom feeding carp and it's, I don't want to say fishy, but it's not as tasty as this. This is a plankton feeder that feeds on uh, midwater, you know, plankton. And so it's a clean white fleshed fish and really nice. So the Illinois DNR thinks that the name is holding people back from eating carp. And if they just change it, people will stop thinking about Asian carp as a dirty bottom feeding garbage eating fish and will want to eat it. It's like... Okay, that's great, 
but who cares? Like, why do they care if people eat it or not? There's plenty of fish that we eat and plenty that exist that we don't eat and we don't care about. Yeah. So the reason they care about whether we eat Asian carp or not is that Asian carp is very bad for the ecosystem, very bad for the Illinois ecosystem specifically. It was brought over in the 70s to eat excess plankton and catfish ponds and such, but it quickly escaped and got into the rivers. And it turns out the Illinois River and other Great Lakes tributaries like it are perfect environments for these fish to thrive. And very quickly, the population kind of exploded. Just how much fish are we talking about here, Maya? Well, according to Kevin Irons at the Illinois DNR, no one really knows for sure, but they have some educated guesses specifically for the Illinois River. It's very hard to get those numbers. Uh, it's easy to say a lot. 70% or more uh, of the total weight of fish in a stretch of river can be Asian carp. So he's not saying 70% of the fish are Asian carp, but 70% of the pounds of fish are carp? Right. They're big fish. And it's completely uprooted the food chain of these rivers. And the rivers look totally different than they did 30, 40 years ago. And so the Illinois DNR see what a chokehold these fish have on the Illinois River, and they want to make sure it doesn't find a home in the Great Lakes and wreak havoc. Thankfully, we have not seen them in Lake Michigan, but we're doing a lot of things in the last 10 years to make sure that leading edge of the population on the, on the Illinois River is very low. Those things include a new lock and dam system, sonic barriers to repel the fish, just hauling out as much fish as possible from the river, and now changing the name. So the plan is basically, you know, let's get people to like this fish so that they eat a ton of it so that it's not exploding and can't get anywhere? I mean, yeah. For a while they were using this campaign slogan, if you can't beat it, eat it. Okay, that's got a ring to it. <laughs> yeah, it turns out no one can really population control better than humans. If there's a human market for something, we will overfish it, right? Wait a minute. I mean, we've known this fish as Asian carp for years, and now they've just decided to call it something else. I didn't know you could just, like, rename a fish. How, how does that work? Well, you can't just rename it anything and hope that people will come. Like, in Kentucky, there were some people looking at trying to market Asian carp to create new commerce, new industry in the area. And as they were kind of messing around and trying it and cooking it in different ways— they realized it tasted a bit like tuna. So amongst themselves, they started to jokingly call it Kentucky tuna. But that kind of... Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Kentucky tuna? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I kind of blew past that. Um, yes, Kentucky tuna. Which is an entirely different fish and species. Yeah, but the idea is that, like, it's a fish in Kentucky, tastes like tuna, so Kentucky tuna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb, Maya, and say that didn't go over well once that nickname caught up? <laughs> no, no, it did not. So they weren't trying to market it specifically as Kentucky tuna, but word got out that it was casually being called that when the Colbert Report mocked it on their show back in 2010. Kentucky tuna is, I think, a brilliant name. If I see Asian carp on a menu, I think disgusting pest. But when I see Kentucky tuna, I think all the sophistication of sushi... Raised in an above-ground pool. Quickly, the researchers found themselves threatened with a lawsuit. This national group called the Better Seafood Board basically said, hey, you can't just call anything anything. This isn't tuna. You can't call it tuna. So when looking into marketing a new name, you have to be careful in some senses because you can't just say 
I think that salmon sells well, and the fish is from Illinois, so let's call it the Illinois River salmon. That's not going to fly. But there's this other example with Chilean sea bass, where the fish was renamed using the right avenues, and it actually made a huge difference. Chilean sea bass is a pricey white fish you may have seen on the menu at fancy restaurants, but it was officially known as the Patagonian toothfish until the name was changed in 1994. Oh, toothfish, that does not sound like something I want to eat. <laughs> yeah, and the public agreed. But after the rename, all of a sudden Chilean sea bass was the hot new thing in high demand. Now, almost 30 years later, most people don't even know Chilean sea bass was once Patagonian toothfish. I mean, let's just pause there for a second. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really impressive metric and one that obviously they want to see if they can recreate with Asian carp. So fast forward to now in this debate, here's Dirk Fusick from the fish shop again. When they started doing this whole name thing, they had a whole list of names like Sweet Lips and all these, you know, just strange things, you know, it's like, I don't like any of them. <laughs> I mean, these names are just insane. So much could go wrong yeah. there. Sweet Lips is uh, definitely a choice, perhaps not one I would make, but Dirk's actually not that crazy about changing the name of any fish. You know, because there's a lot of substitution in the fish business, and I, you know, and then we don't just do that. I want you to know that you're buying Patagonian toothfish, and that's what you're eating, even if you want to call it Chilean sea bass. It's not that he doesn't support the campaign to get more people to eat Asian carp. He's really excited about it. He just doesn't like the idea of customers not understanding the fish they're buying. Okay, so now that you've told us that Sweet Lips may have been one of the options I think we really, really need to get to it. If if you haven't, listeners, heard the new name, it is, and Maya, I'm going to leave it to you. You take it. Asian carp is now on the shelves being sold as Kopi. I like it. Kopi. Oh, so cute. <laughs> I don't know about that, guys. I don't know how that's hitting me. Oh, the skeptic arrives. <laughs> How's it spelled? Kopi is C-O-P-I. Even cuter. Kopi. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of charming. Um, it's got a nice ring to it. And on their official logo, they make the O look like a little fish. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for a cute graphic. <laughs> yep. Cute graphic all the way. And and I think I, I like that it's short. It's just like a sweet little nugget. Kopi. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to have to let this one settle, I think, before I make up my mind. But they made sure to get carp completely out of the picture. That's, that's for sure. So... Yes and no. The DNR has been very careful to explain that this is a rebranding, not an official renaming. Remember when we talked about before, you can get into some really dicey waters when trying to actually rename fish. So for now, this is just a rebrand. Wait, what, what does that mean exactly? Rebranding versus renaming? What's the practical difference? Yeah, so... Any packaging selling the fish as Kopi has to also have carp on there somewhere so they're not misleading the public. Once they can show that the public has accepted this new name for the fish, the DNR can push for the FDA to recognize this new name. Okay, so rebrand as Kopi, but why Kopi? Maybe the reason will swing Dan over in our direction, Maya. <laughs> so Kopi is a play on words. Uh, Kopi is short for copious. Oh. As in, we have way, way too many of these fish. Please just eat them. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Dan, you like that? Honestly, that's better. Right? <laughs> anybody, anybody who knows me closely knows that I like 
a, a formal name that can be also shortened to a nickname. So that fits the bill, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right. Co- and copious <laughs> because why? The whole idea is that it plays a sustainability angle of the fish. Um, so they hope that kind of marketing this as a sustainable fish will help market to a more environmentally conscious crowd. So Maya, let me ask you, do you think Kopi might actually have a chance of catching on? Maybe. Dirk's certainly been putting the legwork at his shop, even before the name change, when it was still carp. Hi. You want some fish? You love fish? You want want some? I got a sample if you want some. (laughs) The smell of the grill with his free samples easily draws in anyone walking by. Alongside the expected shrimp and salmon, Dirk grills up his special ground carp burgers and tacos while serving up pasta with a ground carp bolognese. Even with this impressive spread of samples in front of them, plenty of folks come up to the table with skeptical looks when they hear carp, like Tyler Deering from Detroit, who tried it last summer. I'm, I'm from Michigan, and we weren't very pleased about it being in the lakes, so <laughs> it's not supposed to be a good fish. But then he tried the carp tacos... I would eat an order of three of these. Right? <laughs> That's delicious. And the other carp dishes get the same praise. Super good. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Flavorful. Not off-putting at all. Not fishy or oily. Well, we've just, like, moved here, and I really like this fish. So, like, like we just tried it, and I think we should come here more often. That was Asia Walker, Grace Gilbertson, and Elliot Ruthier. Maya. You didn't go to Chicago and walk away without trying this, right? (laughs) No, I had to try it. It smelled incredible, and I was standing out there all day. There's no way I was going to leave without giving it a try. These tacos are, it's the burgers that are kind of just like crushed up with a slice of avocado and some pico de gallo on top and a nice toasted tortilla. It looks incredible. Oh, my God. That's so good. What did you think? I thought it was juicy and flavorful, and maybe that was because the fish is mild, well-seasoned, and grilled by an expert, or maybe it's just good. I don't know if Kopi will catch on and if the public will accept this new fish into their diet, but whatever it's called, I'll eat it. That was independent producer Maya Reeder. Today's episode was edited by Morgan Springer. That's me. Music by Robbie Schaefer and Blue Dot Sessions. Check out past episodes of Points North wherever you get your podcasts or at pointsnorthradio.org. And if you wouldn't mind, please consider subscribing to or following the show wherever you listen. Thanks and have a great weekend.